Welcome to the His Light and Life podcast with your host, Mark, who will be your guide to enhance, deepen, and enrich your Christian life. To turn your focus away from just getting by to walking with God in His light and life. Welcome back to His Light and Life. We're going to begin a little series of talks to kind of try to put together a couple of ideas that will be very, very helpful. Uh, This is an area early on in my Christian life where I had a lot of confusion. I had a lot of, I had a lot, I don't know, questions and confusion. Meaning the questions that I had I wasn't seeing the answers, and the answers that I was given, um, they just seemed to confuse me. And this is an area that philosophers, um, from since the beginning of time, have tried to find an answer to. And it's it relates to evil, and it relates to why there is evil, um, and where did it come from, and our relationship to it and across history and time people have come up with a wide range of reasons for it and a wide range of sources for it so if you go back you know mythology if you go back in early philosophies if you go back in early civilizations and empires you're going to find that they all had a reason for evil you know um Many, many gods, and some of them were good, and some of them were bad. That was a solution that some people had. There's no real accounting for it, other people would say. You know, if you ask somebody who believes in evolution, you would say, well, okay, so you had all of these amazing evolutions, but man seems to grow up consistently with this evil that seems to be within him and around him. The church tends to have a much simpler answer for this. They, you know, they they will point to original sin in man, and then they will give the as far as is the evil within him, and then they'll transfer that credit over to um, um, Satan as well. So man has evil within, and he has evil on the outside of him, and they attribute that to to the devil. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> there's. The problem I had with that early on was, um, well, um, you know, Satan's a busy guy. He's pretty busy. He, you know, he's uh, at the same, you know, he's overthrowing good governments and he's uh, keeping Aunt Edna down in Louisiana from reading her Bible. He's um, the source of a variety of false religions and all kinds of mayhem that are going on continuously. And at the same time, you know, he's behind someone, you know, embezzling money out of the elderly. And it's a very simple idea when you think about it because uh, he's the perfect villain. I mean, anyone who's ever watched a story, good story, good movie, I don't care if it's, you know, the Star Wars or if it's uh, Lord of the Rings or if it's 101 Dalmatians. You have to have a villain. 
And usually stories are gauged or judged by their entertainment level is attributed to how, how good a villain you start with. The bigger the villain, the worse the villain, the more malevolent the villain, the more outside of the social norm that villain is, the more, you know, the morality tale of good prevailing over evil can occur. If you had, you know, if you had a, if you have a moderate villain and nobody cheers when that villain goes down, but if you have a really bad villain, I mean, just think of Darth Vader, there's a, there's a bad villain. So even there, they spin it to a morality tale, but you need a villain. And when that villain is gone, you find out there's another villain behind him. You know, I like the one title, Phantom Menace, right? And the devil is like that, isn't he? He's, he's, I mean, he's the perfect villain. He hates God, hates man, hates everything but himself because he's, you know, he's just the perfect villain. And, uh, but it presents a serious problem. And the problem that you have if you're a believer and you make Satan the overarching villain of the story is the the area that I initially came up against as a problem, and and it's an area if you think about it, you're going to come up with as a problem is uh, it's too big a task. It's too big a task. If you think about the limitations, for example, of Darth Vader, I mean he's one person, he's in one place. Sure, he had a whole empire around him, but let's face it, you could only do so much. And if Satan is the source of evil in the world, well, uh, he can't do that much. And uh, and and the devil and and the Bible certainly would have given the the Christian a whole lot of more, a whole lot more ammunition. And you know, Paul just simply says in one verse, he says, you know, we're not ignorant of his devices. And the Bible kind of like a skipping stone sort of touches here and there on him. It touches on his origin and it touches on his his uh, attempted coup is that that resulted in him being cast out of heaven and uh he was thrown down to the earth we don't know when we don't know when what we know that he became the adversary he became the diablo you know all these big bad names these the dragon you know he starts off with a little snake in the garden and then he's a dragon at the end and and we know all these things but it does not account for the level, the scale of evil that we see in the world. And it's interesting that over my career or my walk with God, I've known many, many groups of people and individuals who were very what I would call devil focused or, you know, demon conscious. They they had a whole by I mean, he is just behind every bush. He's behind every bad thing that happens in their day to day life. He's everywhere. He's ruining governments. He's, you know, he's the division and the fighting at the, you know, at the at the, you know, the volunteer amongst the volunteers at a local hospital. He is just the busiest guy you would ever come across. And uh, I can't count how many times I've heard a believer say, you know, I was doing dun, dun, doing this or that or the other thing. And, you know, and, and I came under attack. Satan, you know, I came under, a, I came under attack. And we're, this, this area, this, this next couple of talks, we're going to be, next couple of podcasts, we're going to be talking about what I titled The Abyss. It's Black Holes and Bottomless Pits. 
that's kind of uh, that's kind of like my working title for this next couple of uh, podcasts, and and we will talk about Satan down the road because there's a huge, huge, huge gap in in the demonology, if you will, of the of the contemporary Christian thinking, and uh, that we will get to. But for today, we're going to talk about something that is uh, far, far worse than the devil. There's an evil here on this planet that is far, far worse than the devil. And um, so I want to start off, I want to talk about just the basic realm of, of a black hole. And a black hole in space is essentially a place where the gravity of that, it's sort of like, a, it's a, literally what it is, a black hole. Light can't even escape it. Everything is drawn into it. Everything is pulled into it. And, and, and nothing can escape it. And don't, don't you agree that there's just seems to be, there seems to be a downward pull. And I want to, I want to equate what we're going to talk about today with gravity. Um, gravity is omnipresent. Satan is not omnipresent. Gravity is omnipresent. And I want you to see that gravity doesn't care. It doesn't know what it's holding down. It doesn't matter if it's a pencil on a table or a car in a driveway. Gravity makes no distinction between those things. Gravity simply is. And gravity is a reality of life on this planet. You can't escape it. And if you think in that terms, you would have to say that evil seems to be the same way. There's, a, there's evil. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter where you are. If, if you were to go and, and um, you know, you look at, I'm, I'm going to use an example. I'm going to use examples that are easy for people to understand because it doesn't mean that I'm pointing a finger at any one thing. But if you think about, um, let's think about in terms of, of um, you know, let's think in terms of, say, a gang or financial corruption or a, you know, a military regime. They all seem to follow a very, very simple pattern. They all seem to follow a very similar pattern. And there's evil that's going on in the country that you live in right now. If you were to go around the world, you'd find there's basically the exact same equivalent of that group or that idea or that level of thinking um, anywhere anywhere else that you went. And the question that you have to ask yourself is, what is that? What is that entity? What is that thing that is universal like gravity that is everywhere at the same time and is affecting everything in the same way? Okay? And in order to understand that, we would have to answer, first of all, the question of where did evil come from? Where did it come from? This force, this evil that we know is real, that every single person has experienced, where did it come from? Where did it originate? And why is it on the earth? Why is it here? Um, It would seem obvious to even a basic observer that this earth has scars on it from a different time. 
it has scars on it from a different time. One of the reasons that I find that Christians, <laughs> I've known many of them, that were basically laughed at by the non-believers. This is the area um, that creates, and I had a struggle with this. The very first question I was ever asked, um, the very first, I mean, the very first person I ever witnessed to, like, re- like a stranger, like really witnessed to, um, asked me this question, and this is a question he asked me. He says, well, what about the dinosaurs? How can you explain the dinosaurs? And I said, well, it's not in the Bible. Okay, so let me see. So the dinosaurs aren't in the Bible. We have oceans, oceans of fossil fuel that's inside the ground that you can take out, you can go online and Google it, and you can see microorganisms. That all that oil, all of that fossil fuel is made from micro or is 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 energy. It's it, it its starting point is 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 biological life. And so, if you look at the planets, you know, or I'm sorry, the continents, they seem to you can you can very quickly just you know you know Google a search and you can see how they all go back together. It very it seems very clear to me. And most people look at it honestly that all the land was connected together at one point. Something happened and pulled it apart. You deny the ice age? I mean, and and you're you're gonna you're gonna be laughed at. I don't know how old this earth is. I don't have a clue. But I know it's not six thousand years old. And I know that the events of the flood could not explain the the scarring that this planet has experienced. I used to live out in the West Coast and the mountains there. That is, I mean, it's very easy. If you want to know how, uh, if you want to know how mountains are made, you just have to look, go to a parking lot after a heavy snowfall, if there's snow where you are. Just go to a parking lot after a whole, a heavy snowfall and watch the, um, watch the snowplow piling snow up at one end of the parking lot. That's how the mountains were made. Something shifted and something crashed and crushed and drove Hundreds of millions, hundreds of billions of tons of rock into huge piles that go for miles and miles and miles. I've driven through the mountains. They never end. Hundreds of miles long and hundreds of miles wide. Something happened to this earth a long time ago. And it was catastrophic. And... You know, when you see when you see these things on this planet and you see the scars on this planet, you would have to uh, and the carbon dating and the fossil fuel and all of the stuff that we see, the obvious, you know, volcanoes and, and proof of earthquakes and shifts that happened a long time before 6000 years ago. You'd have to say that something happened here that the Bible speaks very little about. And I believe the Bible sums it up in Genesis, right at the very beginning. It says, after it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void. And um, something happened between those two verses. It was a fortune. It was Donald Gray Barnhouse. It was a book that he that I'd read years ago. That just got me thinking in that direction. 
And then, of course, as you study it out, you're going to find that there's a lot of information on it. And I believe that a long time ago, Satan held a rebellion. He was Lucifer at that time, and he held a rebellion in heaven. And I believe that his rebellion resulted in his being cast down to this earth. Now, this raises a very interesting question before we go any farther. He was cast down to the earth. Now, I want you to think for a second, if God originally just created this earth for the intent with the intention of man inhabiting it, then you have a very serious problem why God would have cast Satan down to the earth. He could have cast him anywhere. I mean, let's face it. Let's face it. If you were going to if you were going to put together some park for your children, if you're going to build a park for your children, um, before you before you built the park, would you would you go get a whole bunch of you know poisonous snakes and and encase them in there and and let them give them a head start, let them really get you know established, and then put your children in there? Of course, you wouldn't do that. Well, Satan was on this earth right at the very beginning. He was here, and I believe that he had been here for a very long time. I believe that he had been cast down from heaven, that this earth at one time, in an an ancient day, wouldn't even begin to hazard how long ago that was. It could be, when I hear him say that the earth's hundreds of millions of years old, I say, absolutely. (laughs) Who knows? But it is not far-fetched to me. I don't know, understand what time on geology and all that stuff, formation of diamonds and fossils. I don't know how long it takes, but I know it doesn't It doesn't happen in the timeline that we're given. And I know that, that it's made out of something. So some biological life was here on this planet, a lot of it, because there's literally oceans of fossil fuel under the ground. We're talking millions and millions and millions of barrels of oil come out of the ground every single day. That is a lot. That is a that is a lot. And it came from some place and here's your challenge. God who's the author of life in him he's light there's no shadow of turning there's no darkness at all. These animals didn't commit some sin. These animals that were here, the dinosaurs I couldn't tell you what they ate or how they lived or, you know, but they were here and they didn't commit a sin. I'm a dog owner. I love my dog. The animal's biological life runs purely on instinct. They don't have a conscience. They don't have what you would call, you know, they don't have the mind, will, and emotion. They're not run like human beings with a mind, will, and emotions. They run purely on instinct. And something wiped them out. And they were wiped out. And if you're a Christian and you say, well, you know, I don't believe in all that stuff. I think the earth's 6,000 years old and I have no idea about the dinosaurs and this and that and the other thing and all that. You look like a fool. I mean, the, I, I've witnessed hundreds and hundreds of believer to non, of non-believers. If you, if you pull that one out, you'll be laughed out of the room. They'll laugh at, today and they'll laugh in your face. And I know, I know there's some great ministers. There's some ministers that I truly respect and have 
have have you have is blessing they've blessed my life in in just unimaginable ways just fantastic teachers who believe that this earth is only 6000 years old and and I don't care if you've been saved for one day or if you're one of the greatest ministers in North America if you believe this earth is only 6000 years old you're you're just there's laugh you out of the room because the there's just no way you have to come up with these crazy, you know, super aging theories and who knows the flood. I had a guy spend hours explaining to me how the flood caused it. Well, water explains something, but now you've got Adam and it, you know, it said, you know, now you have Adam and it says two of every creature was put on the ark with Adam. Well, there's no Brontosaurus. There's no, there's no T-Rexes on the ark. So what God made a distinction at that point amongst the animals no they were already dead the the dinosaurs were already gone and i'm going to take you another place i may as well because we're already on it if there was dinosaurs and there was dinosaurs and they were here and there was no source of death they would have ultimately kept reproducing they would have never died and they would have eaten everything there would never have been enough foliage on the planet to they would eventually have multiplied themselves out of a food supply so there's another serious problem that you have. And these were all questions that I had early on. And it was searching for these answers and searching for these solutions that made that helped me by the by the writings of great men have gone before us and my patience with the Holy Ghost and hit well the wrong way around, his patience with me. I mean just trying to <laughs> trying to trying to sow rocks and <laughs> rocks on sidewalk. And eventually some of these things broke through. And I'm going to tell you right now, as we get into these, as we get into this topic for the next bunch of podcasts, you're going to, you're going to be amazed at how free you feel in Christ, amazed at the wisdom of God, amazed at how his plan was so absolutely perfect. But we're going we're gonna to end there today. I want to thank you for spending some time with me on His Light and Life. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.